Hey, hey, it's Sierra back at it again with another episode of the Self-Love Experiment Podcast. Today is December 2nd, 2019, and I am now 24 years old. (laughs) The last time you guys talked to me was a couple of weeks before my birthday. Um, So I'm officially one year older, and I have been able to reflect on so many things that happened this past year. Not only is 2019 almost over, but also just recently turning a new age. I always take some time to really reflect on the things that I've learned over the past year, um, you know, regarding everything, my personal life, my goals, um, my, you know, friendships, my relationships, romantic, platonic, all of that. And I wanted to talk about love on this episode. Um, It's something that I haven't specifically, you know, used as a topic. And I have my, you know, very complex relationship with love. So I just wanted to, you know, discuss it and, and, you know, just share my, share my, thoughts on it you know on what on what love really is um starting in love for me has always been pretty complicated now granted I'm only 24 I know it's like I know I haven't had like a thousand and one relationships or things like that um but I wanted to talk specifically about romantic relationships because usually I'm you know talking about platonic and I'm not really too big on you know my personal life or anything like that in terms of love Um, But I just wanted to be a little bit more transparent, you know, in this episode. But, you know, we got to hit you with the definitions. Um, And love as a noun is an intense feeling of deep affection. Um, The second definition um, also as a noun is it's a great interest and pleasure in something. And then as a verb, love is um, for you to feel a deep romantic or even sexual attachment to someone. Um, For me... Like, again, like I said, I'm only 24, <laughs> so it's not like I've had a lot of, a, a, a whole bunch of experience, um, but I, obviously I've had some experience. I'm in my early 20s. So, again, like I was saying, love has always been very complicated for me. Um, I specifically have had a complicated time understanding what love really is and wanting to be bold with walking in that. Um Starting out just with the way that we see love is usually from our role models, whether it's parents, um, other adults around us, aunts, uncles, grandparents, things like that. And, um, you know, I've been around a couple of marriages in my life. You know, it's not like it's not common, but a lot of the marriages that I've seen, yes, they were solid in ways to where the man was the provider and the protector and things like that. And I'm not dismissing that, but I also seen a lot of marriages that were abusive and had many infidelities. And for the longest, I felt that if love meant being abused or getting cheated on, then I just didn't want any parts of it. And I understand that me observing those things, I was really young, didn't fully understand probably what was going on, you know, I just seen and, and understood that once someone's cheating on you or once somebody puts their hands on you, then that's a no-no. And I understand the complications. Like, it's really tough for people to decide to stay in situations like that, and it's really tough for people to um, automatically just up and leave. 
So it's not to bash anybody that has chosen to stay in abusive relationships or in relationships that have numerous, you know, infidelities. Um, but just from my perspective, it just was really hard for me to um, to to imagine being in love if that's what it was about. So I just I always I guess kind of just. I would say I always just had the connection of, of love and abusive, you know, relationships and infidelities. I, th I just thought they were attached. I thought they were one and the same. And so for the longest, I didn't want that. Um, when I also think of, like, love, just the standard, just the just general love, with, when it comes to the friendships and relationships that I have um, or had, I feel, you know, and have, have seen a lot of times that it's unrequited love. Um, and a lot of the people that I have loved romantically, they were unrequited lovers. And if you don't know what unrequited love means, it's also known as one-sided love. It's a love that is not openly reciprocated or understood as such by the beloved. So I would be you know, deeply, you know, in my feelings for people and it just would not be reciprocated, meaning not be reciprocated at all or um, not be reciprocated in a healthy way or not be re reciprocated, I'm sorry, with the actions, but they might say it verbally. And for the longest, as long as I heard it verbally, that's all that mattered to me. Like it didn't matter if I actually seen them put effort. It's just I was going by, no, but they said that they love me, so we're together, you know? And it's like, no, <laughs> we actually need them to be intentional and to be consistent. But for the longest, that's how I thought um, love worked. Like as long as I put my best foot forward and as long as I was showing love and being kind and being nice, then um, that would make people, you know, love me back. And I realized that's not how it always goes. And um, specifically with this year, like I, you know, made the decision to, to stop being in unrequited love situationships, I guess, if you want to put it like that. Like I realized that I, you know, one, am, am somebody that I'm drawn, I guess, to in some type of way to people that don't reciprocate that back. And I had to do some, you know, deep analyzing and processing with that. Like, okay, well, what about these situations or people um, is attractive to me to where I think that me giving all my, you know, love, attention, affection to them and I'm not getting anything in return. Like, why is that attractive to me? And it's not necessarily about getting, about, I'm sorry, about doing it so that you can get something in return. It's just about it being an equal partnership. And if in your romantic relationships, you don't feel loved or valued or wanted, then there's really no point of the relationship, especially if it's been, <laughs> if it's been months, sometimes even going into years, it's like, they're just not going to change. It is what it is. Um, and that leads me to the next point of my love for people being taken advantage of. And I think that's another reason why I, oh my gosh, I just kind of for a while vowed to not love anybody because I just felt like anytime I loved people, they knew that. Like, you know, they knew it. Whether I always said it or whether I, you know, showed it with the things that I would do for them they knew that I loved them and they would use that for, you know, 
to boost their ego, you know, for um, them to take advantage of my heart, you know, kind of like do whatever they want to do. But they but because they know I'm still going to be around, it doesn't really give them the, I guess, incentive to prioritize my heart and to make my feelings important or to, you know, just honor the love that I'm giving to them. And so, you know, love has always been pretty complicated for me. Um, and like I was saying, for a while, I did shut down. Um, I would say, I think I talked about this before. Um, I think growing up, I just, you know, I obviously had said, like, I, I was impressed about getting married or, um, you know, falling in love if I thought that it was going to be abusive or I, I was going to be cheated on or I was going to be in a relationship where I wasn't respected or my thoughts weren't respected or I didn't have a considerate partner that was you know someone that wanted to help lighten the load for me and in a lot of the marriages that I have witnessed that's what it was like the the woman did everything and yes I'd I'd 1000% understand that men love to protect and to provide but I think there needs to be more than that. Like you need to be able to actually have a conversation with those around you and actually be there for them. And I understand that people can only give what they're given, but I think it's time for us to also stop making excuses to why people are the way that they are. Like you can always learn how to love someone correctly. It's not easy, but I think just to chop it up with like, oh, well they just did what they could, that's fine. But you can always learn. You can always teach someone how to do something if they're willing. And that's another thing. If you're not willing, then why should I be, you know, in love? So it was just so many things to me that I was like, okay, well, love is just not for me. Like, I'm just supposed to, like, grow up and get a cute little apartment in New York City in or D.C. with a cute little dog and, you know, be a career woman and be independent because I just felt like love was just – like it just was something I just wanted to avoid at all costs um and so even though I was kind of shut down I still longed for it like I still had hope and I think like um it's really it's really hard trying to like put up a front (laughs) for so long because it's like but I genuinely was like I'm off of love I don't want to date you know whatever and but still like deep down secretly wishing, you know, somebody, you know, I, like I would meet somebody or that I would just, you know, eventually just break my little attitude about love and, and find somebody that was worth my time. And it wasn't until I probably didn't really start dating and until like I was 18. And even with that, like me dating was just like, you know, just talking to different people, getting people's numbers. But like I wasn't even really pressed about going out on dates like I went out on like maybe one or two when I was 18 but like I wasn't pressed about really intentionally going out because I was like I'm still young like I don't know like you know and also I was abstinent you know at the time so I just was like I don't want to engage in anything to where somebody thinks that I'm ready to do something with them and I'm not and I just didn't want the pressure to do anything um but yeah I still secretly wanted to you know be you know, loved, you know, you want to be loved, um, romantically. And I think, um, you can, you can, you can be fulfilled with love from your family and from your friends and things like that. And I'm not negating that and be filled with the love of God, like 1000%, 100%. But specifically we're talking about romantic relationships. So 
yeah, I was like, I, you know, I want to be in a relationship and be, you know, with somebody. But because it wasn't happening, I just assumed, you know, it just wasn't for me. And I had started to, like, be okay with that and tell myself, like, okay, well, I'll just be a career woman and I won't have to worry about, you know, even though I'm young, you know, I'm, like, 18 at the time, just making these huge permanent decisions or thought processes about something, you know, that's so current. You know, it's not like... I'm like 39 and even then there's still hope, you know, like there's still hope to, to, to find the one for you. But I was just making a permanent decision on something that was just like a temporary season in my life. Um, another reason why, you know, I just was just so like, like put off from love is falling in love with someone is terrifying to me. Um, it still is. Like, I think because um, it's a risk, and I've seen what happens when that risk goes bad. And I think I just was, like, protecting my heart. And, like, granted, we know that we should guard our hearts, you know, because that determines the course of your life. You know, that, that that's, that's in the word and things like that. But I think I was just going so hard about guarding my heart that I wasn't even allowing anybody to even see that I had one. Like, it was so, it was just a priority for me to just, like I said in the last episode, just be untouchable. Just be someone whose heart could not be um, broken down or, 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 or gotten into. And I prided myself in that. And... Um, when it comes to me beginning to fall for someone, I need, like, massive assurance. Like, I've I realized, like, I need to know that you're in this with me, like, as often as I can possibly hear it because I know it's a risk. And, you know, and so, I mean, I've gotten older and, I, and, I've, and I've been able to understand that, like, okay, like, it's a risk. You don't need necessarily this person to keep telling you that they're going to be there. Either they're going to be there or they're not going to be there. And if they leave, you're going to be good regardless. But, um. Yeah, it it became it became terrifying for me to truly love someone um just because I've seen, you know, the the bad sides of falling in love. I never really see like it sounds so sad, but I haven't really seen a really successful relationship or marriage that was close to me, that was like in close corners. Um even if the people were young, they ended up being divorced, you know what I'm saying? Like if they got married when they were really young, they got divorced and it could have been like the godliest marriage ever. But it didn't work out or there was infidelity or there was cheating. Like, it's just and I kept getting like, I guess, just disappointed in all of the things that I was seeing. And granted, I understand that when these things occur, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. You know, we're fighting against principalities and higher places and, you know, things like that. But it just was like, yo, like, but let's be real, just as a, as a young adult, you're like, this is really, like, I want a husband, but I don't want the husband, like, y'all got, you know, like, and it just became very disheartening and disappointing to um, keep seeing people entering into, you know, these covenants, these love covenants, and falling to the wayside, and I under, and I had to understand that it's two imperfect people coming together, and fighting to stay there, and the older I get, the more I see why it's so difficult to fall, you know, in those in in life at all, and to also to fall when you're in love with somebody and to make a mistake and things like that. But um, just talking about you know how it was complicated for me, 
and how it has been complicated for me. And also, I associated love for a majority of my life with money. Um, just because, you know, again, you know, I've, I like, I grew up in the suburbs. Like, I've been very um, blessed and, like, fortunate to not, like, want for anything as a kid. Like, granted, my family had their struggles, but like financially growing up, that wasn't an issue that I could remember or that I ever felt. It wasn't an issue for us. And um, my stepdad prided himself, you know, at, at being the provider, you know. And But I realized, too, that sometimes it has to be more than just the money. And I always knew that love was more than just money, but I didn't know how to say it or admit that or fully articulate that. Um, and now that I'm older, it's like the, it's, it's bad in a way because <laughs> I don't like anybody to do anything for me, but, um, also good in a way. It's like, I don't want anybody to do anything for me financially, you know, I mean, for a while. I mean, you can buy me some if you want to, but that's not the first thing on my mind because I feel like I've had that that's been supplied to me before and it didn't get me any closer to that person. You know, like I've had, you can have someone that buys you everything that you want, but then when it comes to you expressing how you feel, they look at you like, you know, you're crazy. Like I don't, if it's good, if the money comes with you avoiding my emotions and dodging how I feel and dodging mature, you know, or emotionally, intellectual conversations then I just don't want the bread like you could keep it and so you know that's been a struggle for me too just understanding that you know yes we want men to be the providers and the protectors and I'm not a relationship expert guys obviously but it's just for me I just I just want more and if that's what you want to provide that's fine like cool nobody wants anybody that's broke because I'm not gonna I'm not attempting to be a woman and be broke you know if it is it's just a circumstance that I'm dealing with but it's just like I I don't want that to be the main thing I don't want that to be the main bond or the main connection you know it's just how much money you're gonna spend on me I I want you to value who I am and I want you to value what I say and I want you to like me for my mind you know and like me for for who I truly am all things put aside, the money, the the clothes, whatever, whatever it is. I want you to truly like me for me and love me for me. Um, for a long time, I also associated, like I said earlier a little bit, love with pain. And I also associated love with stupidity because everyone I knew, anytime they went through something that was like so dumb on their part, like if they made a really dumb choice, they would always say, oh, because that's what happens when you're in love. And I'd be like, yo, like, well, if love going to have you looking like that, you know, or acting like that, I don't even want to love nobody. And so, like, I got older and I realized, like, no, like, it might be love, but we still also have a choice. And you can't blame that on love. Like, I can't rob somebody and be like, oh, I did that because I love them. Granted, usually when you're robbing somebody, you don't love them. But you get the point. Like, you can't do something crazy and be like, I did that because I love them. Love does not hurt. It shouldn't have to hurt. Now, I think there are some things that, you know, are going to make you suffer. There's a such thing as long suffering. But I think, like, I mean, I don't feel like getting into the deep context of that. That could be another episode. But 
there's a certain way. Like, I don't think, like, you getting beat on and constantly being put in situations where your safety is in jeopardy, where your um, purity is in jeopardy, like, people cheating on you, that's affecting, you know, if you guys are sexually active, you know, you getting something back, like, or, you know, HIV, having, like, anything. And so it's like, mm, no, i rather not. Like, I just was like, yo, I was just listing all these reasons why I hated love. Because I was like, okay, so love is going to make me be completely oblivious to somebody, you know, beating me up, completely oblivious to somebody talking to me crazy, completely oblivious to me just saying the craziest things or making some decisions, Um like that just I might regret regret <laughs> might regret um at a later time and I just I don't know I just didn't like that and you know also I felt like a lot of people's excuse you know is love and not the fact that they may have low self-esteem or that they might have you know an ability to see their self-worth or they're afraid to be alone um or they disregard their discernment or wise counsel. Like, I realized those were never the things that people were, like, blaming their situations on. They kept blaming love about it. So, like, imagine you being young, and every time, you know, something goes sour, everybody's just like, well, that's what happens when you're in love, or you, you, don't, you don't really know what it means to be in love. And I just kept being like, this cannot be it, though. Like, if this is it, I don't want it. Like, if this is truly what love is, it's a wrap for me. Like, I don't even want to, I don't want no parts. I don't want no smoke. Um, but it took me to realize and go through things myself. Not necessarily um, the things that I described as, you know, people being cheated on and things like that, but being disrespected, you know, and realizing, wait, that's not love or being um, emotionally manipulated. Um, that's not love. Like think people literally telling me, I care about you. I love you. Think, you know, things that make you feel like you have like the strong, solid relationship and foundation with somebody. But I'm like, no, if you loved me, this would not be happening. And so um, this year, I, you know, I had to really sit down and ask myself, like, why do you keep, you know, going after um, men that are just emotionally unavailable to you? You know, like, I just had to be real with myself. Like, why do you keep trying to force um, a relationship with somebody who clearly does not want you and who clearly does not love you? And whether he's explicitly or inexplicitly said it, um, his actions don't match. Or, you know, just just trying to figure out, like, why do you think this is the way you're supposed to be treated? And once I really, like, examined that and woke up, you know, and, and, and removed the veil from my eyes, I was like, okay, this... You're right. Like, I, I, it just hit me that, like, I don't even want this person anymore. And it wasn't anything that they could say or do that was going to change my mind because I had seen enough, I had had enough, and I realized that I still loved them and still love them, but I love myself more. And I realized that I 
had to take that love that I had for myself and walk away. And that, to me, is like the biggest testament of love. Um, you know, of course, next to the fact that like God, I know God loves me and died for me and things like that. But for me, like in my personal romantic relationships, like I was like, all right, I'm gonna love me. You know, like I'm gonna choose me even if this person doesn't choose me. Um, and, you know, for a while I kept saying like, here we go again, you know, another person that I deeply care for and it's not reciprocated. They don't feel the same way um, or they do, but they dodge in it. You know what I'm saying? They're not really being transparent. They're not really being clear. They're not trying to tell me what it is. It's like they'll say they're going to tell me, but then they forward to another conversation or they segue to something else and just became very childish. And I just felt like I deserve more. And I I know that I deserve more. And that's why I decided to walk away. And I just want to implore everybody to walk away and understand that you don't have to be in unrequited um love situationships <laughs> you don't have to you know try and force something to happen whatever's for you is for you and granted I've had some great relationships too you know where the person you know really does cherish my heart and honors me and loves me and um, wants the best for me and things like that um, so I'm not negating that it's not always like a negative of oh this person didn't love me back it is what it is but I think um, just in my experience, I had more no's than yeses. And um, I know it's crazy. Let's just pause on that. It's crazy because I'm bomb, right? <laughs> but I had more no's than yeses. And that begins to become very, like, frustrating. And, like, you begin to question if there's something wrong with you. And I really, you know, it really gets on my nerves a little bit how um, – the church tries to act like you can't have that thought process. Like I remember being young and, you know, you're, you're taught to wait until you get married to engage in sex. And I'm like, all right, bet, you know, like, cool, I'll wait, you know, and then you get older and you realize, first of all, the dating pool is already trash, let alone you're trying to find like this golden fish in the pond that is already polluted. So now you want to, you not only are you trying to find a good guy, now you want to find a good guy that wants to abstain with you. And you're like, this is impossible. <laughs> like, and I think that's another thing. I started to get really frustrated and that also turned me off from love too. Like, okay, so if I can't find this person, then what is the, like, there's no point. And I understand that it's not about specifically finding a mate you know, as to why they say that they're saying it for like purity reasons and to be obedient and, and stuff like that. And I'm not preaching on purity right now at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm just stating in terms of my experience, like it made to me, it just made it harder. Like it made it extremely hard to even find somebody that was worth um, my time. Because another thing would be is, you know, I would be like, OK, you know, I'm abstaining and, you know, I'm waiting and people would be like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, we'd be talking, you know, we'd be going good four or five months. And, you know, to me, I think like three to five months of talking is enough time to be like, I don't know, we can, we can have a poll later, but three to five months is enough time for you to figure out 
if you want to begin to date this person exclusively, not marry them, not marry them, but date them exclusively and like be like, oh, this is my girl. This is my man type 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 deal. And it would get to that period. And I would it would never go anywhere after that. Like I would talk to multiple people. Um, like not all at once, <laughs> but talk to multiple people and I would get like to the fifth or sixth month mark. And not that I was counting, but I just would, you know, over time you, you start to see the pattern. And I'd be like, dang, like I'm never the person that they're choosing to be with. Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it because I'm not trying to have sex yet? You know, it just would be so many things. And that gets so frustrating. Like you just kind of lose hope because you're like, where is where is the person that's going to be okay with that you know and I feel like a lot of saved people act like there's just people everywhere walking around that's cool with it it's not and it's 10 times harder I feel like when you're young because and it's not to like say that you need to give in to peer pressure or anything like that but I'm just saying it's like you feel like you're crazy like you're the only person that's you know just just trying like you're the only person that's like all right like cool like I'm just gonna not do it and granted we fall you know I I fell and you know and made mistakes but it's just like when I was trying to abstain you know it just it mm, like I, I can't even put it into words it just became very frustrating and so I think for me um altogether love became very annoying you know, and whether I was searching for it intentionally or whether I felt like it just kind of came up on me um, or whatever, I just felt like relationships became very hard and um, very hard to maintain. Um, but again, like I said, I've, I've had positive relationships where I met someone that was on the same page as me and wanted the same things as me and currently, you know, have someone that is on the same page as me too right now. But I just think just dissecting and being able to look at my outlook and my thought process about love throughout the years, it's been very interesting. <laughs> it's been, it's definitely been a journey um, because, you know, like I, it, it was really hard. It's really hard to try and have some, create some type of understanding of what love is when you don't have physical you know role models to kind of guide you along the way like granted I, I didn't really get um role models for a healthy marriage until my 20 my early 20s until I was like 20 or 21 years old I'm 24 so that means I went through you know majority of my life kind of seeing things not really being the most healthy and it took until I was in my early 20s to see that. And so now it's like I have to unlearn so many patterns and um, so many patterns and unhealthy patterns at that. Let's express that. And now it's like I'm being confronted with something that I've never known, like something that I never thought I could experience and um, gave me hope. It definitely gave me hope to see a relationship that um, – that honors one another and both people are committed to be in the relationship. Both people love each other. Both people love God. And, um, I don't know. It just gave it, it just gave me the, the hope and the encouragement to keep going and to understand that everybody has to go through, I guess the cliche, like you have to go through a couple of frogs to get to your prince or whatever. 
but um, you have to confront your triggers and confront your um, your anger with a lot of things um, before you enter into a relationship. And you also have to, you know, I think for me, I had to realize what it was that I hated about love and what I loved about love, which is crazy. But um, for the longest, you know, I, I, I really just didn't see myself being that girl that was going to fall in love. And once I finally started to see it and it wasn't happening, I was like, all right, see, bet. This is why I didn't want to talk to nobody for the longest of time anyway. And this is why I didn't. And let's be real. Nobody was really checking for me for a while, too. So, like, I'm not even trying to, like, hype my head up. Like, I probably, like, granted, in high school, that's not, like, the end-all, be-all of dating. But wasn't nobody checking for me in high school. Nobody was checking for me until, um... Literally when high school was about to end, when I literally turned 18, like that's when, you know, I started to be like get like suitors, you know what I'm saying? Like people like, oh, like she cute for real. Before then, it's like I can't even say, oh, nobody wants to date me. Like, yeah, nobody that that wasn't an option for me. <laughs> but um, I feel like everything happens in the, you know, the, the timing that it should happen in the way that it's supposed to happen. But yeah, love. It's been complicated, but I'm thankful for the journey. I'm thankful for um, everything I had to unlearn and things I had to relearn about love so that I can make the healthiest decisions for myself and for my future family. Like whatever, you know, family. I'm not about to have one no time soon. But, you know, for my future family, for the future mate that I want um, and kids that I want to have, you know, so... I'm grateful that I've had this crazy, complicated relationship with love um, to where now I appreciate it. And I appreciate when people um, make me a priority. And I don't know. I just think sometimes you have to go through a lot of mess in order to get to um, what's for you, you know, and to and to get to the the thing that you, you know, you've been praying for and you've been wanting for the longest. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, right now I'm not in love. I am in strong like. <laughs> but I've learned what love is, and I think that um, I'm going to hold on to that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Love Experiment Podcast. I appreciate it. I hope you guys could relate to what I was saying. Um, I know I'm not the only person that has just had some issues with love and relationships and all of that. It's hard out here. It's really hard. But, you know, I hope that you understand that you're worth it and that you deserve love. And, um, you know, don't don't put your worth in a relationship. Don't put your worth onto if somebody wants to be with you. But it's okay to want to have companionship. You know, it's okay to want to have a romantic relationship with somebody. But just don't lose yourself along the way and, and don't let things happen out of the namesake of love. Don't get disrespected out of the namesake of love. Nah, be cherished, be honored, you know, be supported, be encouraged. And, um, yeah, let's let's not have unrequited love in 2020. Let's have the love get 
like just I don't know just just get love all over like I don't know just just have love cover a multitude of sins the way that it's supposed to nobody wants one-sided love and I pray that you guys don't continue to dwell in that if you are in a situation where it's one-sided nah it should be reciprocated and not necessarily even reciprocated in a way of you need to gain something from it but you should feel elevated in it like you should feel like you can like grow to become your highest self because of the way that somebody is loving you and I just think it's super whack if you're giving your all and your everything and people can barely give you an inch you know and can barely even like you keep getting left on red when you're expressing yourself nah ma that ain't cute so thank you guys again for listening um I will hear from you guys soon make sure you do follow the self-love experiment page on instagram it's underscore self-love experiment and also um you can dm me um on there if you have some topic suggestions if you have some questions anything let me know holla at me all right this is sierra logging off thanks